The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy But Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host and I'm so excited to have you here today listening. Wherever you are in the world, welcome my gorgeous queen. Today's episode is all about all things imposter syndrome, self-doubt, lacking confidence. We're going to dive into this thing, but before we get started, you already know the drill. We have to do our self-check-in. The self-check-in is a time to just Take a moment and reflect and ask yourself how you're feeling, how you're doing, press pause in your busy day, and just show yourself some much needed love and checking in. So wherever you are, I want you to take a nice deep inhale through your nose, fill up your lungs with lots of goodness, lots of love into your beautiful body, and then on your exhale, keep your mouth shut and just slowly exhale through your nose, letting go of any negativity, any stress, any doubts, just release. One more time here. Inhale through your nose, growing tall with your breath. Imagine golden confidence flowing into your body, into your lungs. And then on your exhale, open your mouth this time and just slightly sigh out, letting go of any tension, negativity, mean thoughts, release it with your breath. Okay, now that we're slowing down a little bit, I want you to ask yourself, On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being absolutely amazing, 1 being not the best, how am I feeling today? And just get real with yourself here. There is no wrong answer. There is no judgment in your answer. Just think about it. Now, ask yourself, why do I feel like this? Maybe something happened. Maybe nothing happened. Pinpoint the reason right now. Okay. Now, I want you to ask yourself and get so real. What is something that I know will make me a better version of me that I've been resisting? It could be breaking an addiction. It could be going to the gym. It could be going on that walk. It could be listening to a podcast. The full thing could be anything. And now I want you to make a promise to yourself saying, I am holding myself accountable to completing whatever the thing you're resisting. Fill in the blank today. If it's a big project, you can just start with step one. You don't have to do everything at once. And I think sometimes it's why we don't start the things that we're resisting. Okay, now on a lighter level, I want you to ask yourself, have a drink water in the past 30 minutes. You already know the drill. Grab your water, no matter what, we're gonna chug and hydrate our hot bods in three, two, one, cheers to hydration. I have been super freaking dehydrated today. I went to the gym and majorly detoxed. So I have been hydrating every five minutes today. (laughs) And I still have a bit of a headache, but we're we're doing good. Now I want you to ask yourself, have I stood up in the past 60 minutes? If you haven't, stand up, shake out the legs, shake out the arms, get the blood flowing and sit back down. Final question today before we get into our episode. I want you to ask yourself, have I been struggling with imposter syndrome? And just so you guys know, imposter syndrome is when you have an internal belief that your success is due to external factors like luck instead of 
your own skills, talents, qualifications. So you just basically feel like a fraud. That's what it is. So just ask yourself that question. Maybe in one area of your life, you've been feeling like that. Maybe in an area you're not feeling like that. So just start to pinpoint that and hold on to it because we're going to get into the whole thing about imposter syndrome today. And yeah. Okay. So moving on, you guys, I have some exciting, exciting updates for you. Today is a good freaking day. First of all, I'm recording this episode on August the 1st and it's going to go live August the 2nd. So a new month, who this? I'm actually so baffled at how fast summer has gone by. It's truly blowing my mind. But I will say, you guys, I am getting excited because there's something about fall. Fall has always just been a month I love. I mean, I personally was not a huge fan of school, so I always got really sad when I went back to school. But fall in itself, I feel like is a good month. I feel like we're transitioning into winter obviously but in this month I just feel very productive I feel very excited to start new projects finish new projects and I just feel more excited to work at my business dreams where in the summer I feel like I'm low-key just a free spirit just doing my thing which is so fun but I also love being a little productive girly so I'm excited and I I feel like some good stuff is coming coming our ways but Today is a really good day because I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but John, he's my husband. If you have not been listening to the episodes before, we bought a house today. Yes. My friend texted me. (laughs) This is so funny. So I have this friend. We're best friends and we're the type of friends though that we don't talk. Like we don't text regularly and we'll talk on the phone every few months, but like it just picks back up like how it always does. And we're literally, she's someone I'm always going to be friends with. She's going to be my bachelorette party. Okay. Also, if you're like, wait, you're having a bachelorette. Yes, you guys, I'm having a wedding in November. Long story short, John and I eloped, but we're going to have a full-blown wedding, celebrate with all our friends and family, and we're going to do the whole shebang. So bachelorette is in September and she'll be my bachelorette. Anyways, that was a whole side note. She texted me today and she's like, hey, can we catch up? And I was like, hey, I'm so down to catch up, but I am really busy today. So I bought a house and she responded. She was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you bought a house today? I'm sorry, what? It was just the most nonchalant thing ever when I texted that. And if you guys have been following along in the journey, I feel like this whole year has just been major life events after event in the best way ever. But I've got, kind of gone to the point where I'm like, it doesn't even feel like that big of a deal, but this is just, this is going to bleed into our topic today about imposter syndrome. But anyways, I definitely have been struggling with imposter syndrome and I didn't realize this until on the road trip I just got back from, but it's probably where that whole comment came in of, oh yeah, I didn't feel like the biggest deal ever, but I feel like buying a house, like it's a huge deal and maybe it just hasn't hit me yet because we haven't actually gone into the house yet since the people that lived there before us moved out. So I feel like after we do that, it'll feel like actually real. Anyways, that's huge update. I'm a homeowner in Florida, so I guess I'm officially a Floridian, which is so crazy, amazing, and I'm so thankful. This house story, you guys, I have to share it really fast before we get into the episode because it's just going to blow your mind. And this this story is just, it's crazy. Anyways, John and I were looking for a house for probably a month. It wasn't even that we were just casually shopping around. Our lease that we're in right now, we're living in a house, we're renting it. It's end of November, so we have so much time. But we're like, we really want to buy a house. We really want to actually own property. We love our area so much. We want to build our roots here, plant our roots here, build a community, all this stuff. So we're like, let's build, let's buy a house. 
Okay. So we're looking for a house and I didn't have, I didn't actually know. So we were, we got a mortgage and I wasn't sure kind of what the cap was for that. So like how much I'd qualify for. So we were looking at houses that we thought were going to be like the cap of our cap of our budget. Long story short, there weren't that many house, house options out there in the area that we wanted because Florida real estate has just gone up so much. It was just crazy, the prices. But we end up kind of feeling discouraged and we found a house we liked, but then it just really wasn't the person that was selling it was a for sale by owner house and it just wasn't there was like something fishy about it so we were like you know what this just doesn't feel right we left the house feeling very heavy and we're like there's just something off here so we're just gonna we're just not gonna do that so we get home we're feeling discouraged and I call our lender and I'm like hey is there what's our what's our what's our actual max of how expensive the house can be that we're looking for and he told me the number and my jaw just like dropped you guys. I genuinely was not expecting to be able to qualify for a house in the range that we qualified for. And it was just like the biggest blessing because I, it just opened so many more options. And one of the house, the house we ended up getting was in our dream neighborhood. We're going to live like a street away from our best friends. And it was just so wild because we toured this house that we're currently looking at. I think it was the same day that we're feeling discouraged the a couple days prior though my dad had told me he was like hey i just have some advice for you he's like find a real estate agent who has one grown up in that area knows the area super super well and two if their parent was a real estate agent that's even better and i was like okay that's pretty specific advice i don't know if i'm going to find a real estate agent who has those qualifications but you know okay anyways you guys i go on zillow i find this house and i request a tour Zillow matches me with this real estate agent just out of a pool of so many real estate agents. It was totally random. And she calls me and we end up going on a tour. And so we tour this house and we walk in and we're just like, oh my gosh, this house is absolutely beautiful. It's everything we're looking for. The location is insane. It's such a cute house on the outside. It's Key West style house. Like we loved it. Only thing is it was out of budget by a little bit so out of the range that we qualified for so we're like you know i feel like if we offered we could we, we could offer as much as we could offer but the odds of us getting approved in a competitive market like it is right now super low so we're talking to the realtor just after we look at the house and comes up that she has grown up in the area and her, her dad was a real estate agent and i'm like okay my i have this the, the flashback of my phone call with my dad when he told me this and i'm just like okay wait what First of all, I don't personally believe in coincidences. I mean, there's just been too much stuff that's happened in my life that I'm like, that's not a coincidence. That's purely God. And in this moment, I'm like, okay, so you are definitely, definitely supposed to be a real estate agent. Fast forward. We put an offer in the next day. We offer like, I want to say $30,000 less or something. We offered pretty low compared to what they listed the house at. You guys, they end up countering. And we're like, okay, wait, that's actually amazing because we genuinely were not even expecting them to counter or even even entertain this. You guys, they countered. We countered again. They countered and then we countered again. And then they accepted our offer. And it was it was way lower than the listing price. It was in our budget still. And it was just like in that moment, we were like, this, this is just all God. Because we truly were like, this house, like we're just trusting God with the house process because we genuinely just, this house is, who knows? And so 
anyways we get the we get the house we sign the contracts all that jazz fast forward we end up going to serve as leaders at a young life camp and we were like navigating all the house inspection process everything it was a little crazy but there was this girl in my cabin who i was i guess i shared that i was buying a house in this neighborhood and the girl was like so all the girls that we came with were also from the area that we live in, but so it wasn't like crazy, crazy random, but she was like, oh my gosh, is it this house on the street? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, that was my old house. That's the house I grew up in from like first to seventh grade. I think it was first, seventh grade, but her family is that family that had initially, I guess, built the house, renovated it, lived there. And then the family that were buying it from, it only lived there for several years. So I was like, I'm sorry, what? Your family lived in the house that we're buying? And then the her brother got close to John at camp and then I ended up meeting her mom in the airport. And her mom was like, yeah, if you have any questions about the house, like, let me know. We we loved that house. So at this point, I'm just like, this is so, there's just so many little puzzle pieces of just, this is supposed to be your house, Callie and John. And we truly have just been trusting God with it all along the way. I'm not going to sit there and be like, yes, the whole process was so easy, so stress-free. I mean, yesterday was a little stressful because we were driving back from a road trip and we had like one bar of reception and we're just last minute filling out all these contracts, all this stuff. And it was kind of overwhelming, but it just has been so, so cool. And so today we closed on the house and Long story short, it has just been just such a just God-ordained house and this is an example and I will always look back on this example anytime I feel doubts or anytime I feel upset about closed doors because God just clearly opened this door so wide for us and made it so smooth and seamless to get this house and this is just an example of not forcing a door open. We genuinely were just like trusting him with it and having faith that if this was our house, it's going to work out. Obviously, we had to fill out the contracts. We had to do the work. We had to do all these different things, but it wasn't like we were trying to pry something open that wasn't wanting to open. So anyways, that's the update. I'm so excited about it. And I'll keep you guys posted on everything to come with the house process and also the wedding planning process because that's also in full swing. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's get into the episode though because it is already 13 minutes in and I want to keep the episode a little bit short just because I am... I am going to go to the house in 10 minutes. So let's do this thing. Let's talk about imposter syndrome. And I already said what it is, but just to reiterate, imposter syndrome is the internal belief that your success is due to external factors or luck instead of your skills, talents, qualifications. You feel like a fraud and are under constant threat and fear of being exposed. I am going to get super vulnerable and saying for the past year, I have definitely experienced imposter syndrome. In fact, I think I've experienced this feeling for so many years of my life without even realizing it. And just so you guys do know, the cause of imposter syndrome can come from new challenges or when you're out of your comfort zone. And as someone who was a competitive athlete for most of my life, has moved a ton of different times and gone to so many different schools, I'm an entrepreneur, I am constantly out of my comfort zone. 
So I'm not too surprised that this has happened to me, but if you are experiencing imposter syndrome, please know you are not alone. I'm currently, currently healing from it. And we're going to get into how to heal from imposter syndrome today. But first I want to help you identify if you have it. So I just wrote down a whole outline for the episode, by the way, if you're like, whoa, Kelly, you're so on top of it today. I wrote down an outline before this, so (laughs) it's pretty organized. The symptoms of imposter syndrome are not believing that you earned it through your efforts and you attribute it to outside variables. Feeling like you aren't enough with your intelligence, ability, education, or experience. Another symptom is unable to internalize accomplishment and be proud of yourself. And another one is exaggerating your flaws and your failures. And then feeling the need to be special or the best in order to be valued. Feeling behind and worried about keeping up with others. And finally, self-doubt are all symptoms of imposter syndrome. Okay, so why should we break out of imposter syndrome? I think, first of all, it's pretty clear that imposter syndrome sucks. (laughs) It is a very discouraging feeling. It's not empowering. And I feel as though it makes me feel, it's made me feel very stuck for a very long time. And no one likes to feel stuck and you don't deserve to feel stuck. So when you break out of imposter syndrome, you are allowing yourself to grow and to thrive and to truly, truly become the version of yourself that God created you to be. Because we all are on this earth for a special reason and it is just, we're definitely, we're not created to have imposter syndrome. So that was just, that's not from the Lord. That's definitely from the enemy and the enemy is a liar. And so we're going to learn how to fix this. But you guys, I thought it was pretty cool because before I'll just like kind of talk about how this even came up in the first place. As I mentioned, I was on a road trip and John and I went to, we first drove to Seaside, Florida. I'm having my bachelorette in Seaside and I have a friend who lives there. So we went to visit her and the seats kind of like the different spots where I could have my bachelorette. And then we drove from Seaside to, it was near Austin, Texas. John family has a ranch there. So we went there and then we drove back and it was on the way back is when I just started to think about my confidence. There are several people in my life who I noticed intimidate me. And I was just kind of thinking about like, why do these people intimidate me so much? Why do I feel so uncomfortable when I'm around them? And I realized that these people are some of the most confident people I've ever met in my entire life. They're very empowered. They're very sure of themselves, very strong women. And it's interesting because they being around them tends to make me feel insecure in myself. So I was Breaking this down, I've been on a healing journey, as you guys know. We did a full-blown Healing Girl Summer Challenge on Sweaty Studio. That's my Pilates studio. If you didn't know that, definitely go check it out. And we also had a Healing Girl Summer series on this podcast. So it's been very much a Healing Girl Summer. And I've been way more aware of the different lies that have been going through my mind, the different just strongholds that have been taking place in my life. And I'm trying to rewire some of those core beliefs because I truly have felt so stuck for the past year. And I just, I want to pinpoint why. And in the car ride home, I'm realizing this stuff. And I asked John, I was like, do you think I'm confident? And he was like, well, do you think you're confident? And it kind of got me to think. And I realized like, I'm not, sometimes I'm confident, but other times I'm really just, I'm not. And I also realized that when people compliment me, I tend to just either devalidate I either tend to push it on an external thing or I tend to just feel numb to it. And so I realized these things and I was like, oh my gosh, like I think I'm struggling with imposter syndrome. 
And it was in that moment is when the lie was finally exposed. And I oh, I think I talked about this on the Healing Girl Summer series where I was like, the first step to healing is to identify the root cause in anything. If you have a physical injury, typically what doctors will do is they will figure out, okay, where is this pain stemming from and why? So the same thing goes with healing on the inside as well with your mental health. And it's really important to figure out where was the seed initially planted in your mind. So I wrote down a seven step process to breaking out of imposter syndrome. And the first step I wrote down was to identify the root lie or lies that started it all. So as I mentioned, it can be when you get out of your comfort zone for the first time. So let's just say you're starting at a new job. Typically, when you start a new job, you are the bottom of the totem pole. If unless you have been working for a while and you are an executive or manager or whatever, and you just continue in that position somewhere else, let's just say for ease sakes that you are a juice acai bowl employee. So you are working at a juice bar. This is actually a job I had in college. So I worked at a place called Raw Juice. I, my role was to build and cook, not cook, make acai bowls for customers and also handle transactions. So it was very basic bottom of the totem pole at the company. And when I first got there and I started on my day one, I'd been trained, but I had no experience and I genuinely felt so out of my comfort zone. I didn't know anyone I was working with. I genuinely felt like I was messing up every five seconds. And in this situation, this is where the root seeds for imposter syndrome can be planted. I think a better example is when I actually was teaching fitness for the first time. I did not know what I was doing. I did not think I was very good at teaching and I started to doubt myself a lot and some seeds were planted there for imposter syndrome and they have definitely carried out over time. Even now as I have built a very large Pilates business and I'm definitely very successful in the industry that I'm in. I definitely still have felt that initial imposter syndrome of feeling like I'm a fraud, even though I'm not. It's so interesting. So it's important to first identify those lies, okay? So whoop, I just dropped my phone, you guys. Sorry about that. Okay, grabbing the phone. <laughs> Step number two, after you've identified the lies. Prove the lie wrong. Okay, how to do this? I definitely recommend grabbing a journal and you can first write out all the lies and then under the lies, start to write out facts that prove that that lie is not correct. So in my case, feeling like a fraud as a fitness instructor, I could write down different successes that I've had that prove me otherwise. So example is last week I was featured in Business Insider. Like, bruh, what? Writing that down. I could write down that I have thousands of clients all around the world. I'm also saying this not to brag, by the way, I'm just using this as an example, okay? And then number three is I could write down that I have a community of however many followers all over the world and four is I have so many testimonials from clients that I have about doing my workouts and having their lives completely transformed as a result and feeling confident. I'm literally saying this out loud. I'm just already feeling that imposter syndrome is starting to go away. It's so interesting, you guys. So it works. There we go. I just proved it on the podcast. And then number three is to acknowledge your feelings and release them. I think it's important to not just shove your emotions to the side and your feelings to the side because feeling imposter syndrome, feeling that self-doubt 
it's okay, okay? It's okay to feel different emotions. We're human beings and we're not always going to feel like rainbows and sunshines in our mind, unfortunately. But it's important to just let yourself feel the feels and then choose to release them. One of my favorite ways I always, I think I used to talk about this all the time, is the importance of crying. Crying is so important because when you cry, you're releasing those emotions out of your body as the form of tears. You're just letting it go. You're processing it. So when whatever that way, it, it, whatever way, shape, or form it is that you feel like you can really release your emotions, maybe it's going to the gym and boxing. Maybe it's going on that super intense run or just walking outside with no music, just just with yourself. Those are some really great ways for releasing and processing things. Okay, the next step is to reshape your thoughts in an empowering way and give yourself some goals. So while you can still prove lies wrong, a lot of the times we have just deep-rooted beliefs that have formed over time. So it's important to start to reshape the way that you're thinking about things. And one of my favorite ways to do this is through setting goals. Because when you set goals and you complete them and you accomplish them, you're starting to build a trust with yourself. I think a lot of the times when we are feeling like a fraud or we're doubting ourselves, we simply just aren't fully trusting ourselves. It's like a relationship, for example. Let's say that you're dating somebody and they cheat on you. Are you going to trust them again? Yeah, maybe in a while once you feel like you've healed from that just trauma with feeling like they're disloyal or maybe you don't ever fully heal and you break up with them. I know that's an extreme example, but sometimes when we aren't able to trust ourselves, we start to doubt ourselves. And so it's really important to build that trust with yourself again. And you can start by just holding yourself accountable to small goals. Challenge yourself to make your bed every morning. That is scientifically proven as one way that you can prove yourself and build that trust with yourself and feel accomplished at the beginning of the day. And it leads to feeling that same way throughout the day. So I always make my bed every single day because it's just one way I can show up for myself and be like, yeah, Callie, I trust you. Next step is to simply just talk to somebody about it. When I was on the road trip, talking to John was so helpful and healing. And I will say though, it is important if it is a lot of trauma and you feel like you're trauma dumping on somebody, go talk to a therapist about it because they are trained and they are, you're hiring them to truly listen to you and talk you through it. And they know what they're doing. And sometimes a friend isn't always going to be the best person to do that to and to talk to about something that maybe is very heavy. So I definitely recommend if you feel like there's a lot, a lot of stuff stored up that you need to talk about to somebody to find a therapist. I used to use BetterHelp for therapy. This isn't sponsored by BetterHelp at all, but I genuinely used them for several months and it was really helpful. I also had a therapist in high school. She was an in-person therapist and that was also a very healing during a very traumatic time in my life as well. Next step, step number six, is to encourage yourself. A lot of the times we are our worst critic. I know I am. I know I'm so, so hard on myself. I've always been so hard on myself. And while it's a good thing in a way, because I feel like I push myself to become a better version of myself all the time, I also don't always take the time to feel accomplished and proud of myself for the stuff that I have done. And 
especially example, the house thing today, I know I need to take time to be excited, to let myself celebrate and to not just move on to the next thing. Because if I just move on to the next thing, I'm not taking time to really celebrate a milestone that I deserve to celebrate because you deserve to celebrate whatever it is that you have accomplished in your life. And I think with imposter syndrome, it's easy to just be like, oh yeah, like, like that was awesome. And then move on so fast, but we need to take time to celebrate. And then the final step of breaking out of imposter syndrome is to continue to stay learning, but you still recognize that you are also valuable. This is something that I'm working on. I don't know if you've ever heard the thing, celebrate other people's wins, but also celebrate your own. I sometimes look at other people who are other Pilates instructors or fitness instructors in the industry who have millions of followers and I sit there and I compare myself to them and I I get discouraged. I feel bad about myself. I'm like, oh, well, they have a seven figure business. Like, why can't I? And it's one of those things I've just learned is that we're always going to have someone who's better than us at whatever we're doing. And first of all, numbers do not mean someone is better than you. FYI. Maybe in sports, that person has a faster time and they're better at you in the moment. But just so you guys know, like, don't let your numbers dictate your value because that's that's just stupid. And I have been so, ugh, I have done this so many times. I've let the amount of followers I have dictate my worth. I've let the num- amount of money I've made from a brand deal dictate my worth. And it's just like, that number is, it's paper into the day. Money is paper. And the, the fact that we're letting paper determine how much we're worth is just, ugh, I just, it's so stupid. Anyways. Moving on though, in my point that I'm trying to make is that just because someone is seems better than you and you don't have to let that tear you down, you can look at them as inspiration instead of competition or instead of just comparison, unhealthy comparison. Let's just take, for example, someone that I used to look up to when I was a figure skater. There was a girl I was absolutely obsessed with. Her name was Joanie Rochat. She was this Canadian figure skater. I loved her as a kid. I thought she was amazing. And I would look at her and I'd feel inspired watching her skate. I was like, I want to be like Joanie Rochette one day. I want to be, I want to be able to do all those jumps. I want to be amazing at performing. And it inspired me. It helped me just continue to train hard, to continue to work at my dreams. And just, I saw her and I was like, I know that like I can get there one day. So I am trying to apply the same principle into my own business life with Pilates and being a Pilates instructor, seeing someone who has been in this field longer than me. And instead of comparing myself to them and tearing down kind of way, looking at them and be like, okay, what can I learn from this person? What are they doing differently that I don't already do? Okay. What certification can I get to expand my knowledge? What books can I read to understand this area of fitness better? I think I got so complacent and so prideful in being like, yes, I'm a fitness instructor. I'm certified. I don't need to do any more work. And as a result, I started to feel myself becoming a worse instructor. So I bought some books. I sucked up my pride and my ego, and I've started to learn again. And it's truly just helped me so much on my own personal journey. But it's also helped me a lot with just helping my customers and my clients every single day in their in their journeys. So always stay learning, my friend, even if you're in college, out of college, life is full of so much cool knowledge that we can learn. And it's so accessible too, with just so many books, so much online content, social media content, you can just always be learning. I challenge you to find a book today or whatever way you consume knowledge and just start learning. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, if you're still listening, like you're learning right now, which is super cool. And then end of the day, I want to just share some verses that I found in this topic because this is super cool. I was, when I was 
right before I had the conversation with John in the car, when I realized I was struggling with this, I read a verse that morning that's from Deuteronomy 8.18, and it says this, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. And the reason that verse just was really cool to me and really stuck out to me is that it's important that we celebrate our wins. It's important that we are proud of ourselves for what we accomplish. But I think in the day, it's also really important to remember that God is the one that gives us the strength. God is the one that gives us these talents, these gifts, these passions in our hearts and our minds. And it's important to make sure that we're giving him grace, not grace, giving him thanks and gratitude and keeping him part of our journey because I have been so I have oh, I've done this so many times where I have everything going well in my life and I'm like yeah this is all me like let's go blah 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 like I'm doing great and I fall away from the Lord in my relationship with him but then when everything starts to fall down I'm starting to feel like I'm hitting a low I start crying out to God and I'm like God help me and it's important that no matter what season of life we're in that we continue to stay close to God, press into God and build our relationship with him because God already knows the outcome of our life and he's the one that created us and he already knows what he put us on this earth to do. So in those times when we're feeling doubts and when we're feeling lost, when we feel like we're not enough, leaning in on our creator and being like, hey God, I'm feeling like this, I need you. And it's super cool because he speaks, he speaks through people, he speaks through the Bible, he speaks through different things to help us in our lives and to help guide us and teach us. And I just think it's so, so cool. Another verse I wanted to read too is for 1 Corinthians 3, 9. And it is for, we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. And I, I just love this verse because in, in some versions of the Bible, it says we are God's co-workers. And it takes loneliness out of the equation. We are doing this thing alongside God. And like, how freaking cool is that? So anyways, this should just shut down imposter syndrome in entirety because God literally gave us the ability to do what we're doing from Deuteronomy. It says this. First Corinthians says this. We are working with God. We are God's co-workers. So we're doing this thing with him. And imposter syndrome has there's no room for imposter syndrome in our lives because God tells us that we are doing this with him and that he has given us different gifts in our lives different talents he has given us a purpose a reason for being here and so when things are going well when we're succeeding we're having achievements that is not some fluke that is not some chance of luck that is literally God being like yes, you are doing a great job and you just deserve it. So please don't doubt your worth. Please don't doubt the talents that you have been given and don't think that you are not worthy of an achievement or of whatever life you've been dreaming of because you are worthy. And I just want to remind you that and encourage you in that because I know how lonely it can feel when you feel stuck and when you feel like you feel like other people deserve stuff and deserve to win, but you don't. And I just had to break that lie for you and tell you that because when I realized that I am worthy and I am deserving, 
I feel so much more excited about life. I feel so much more confident in the way I communicate with people. I feel confident in my decision making and I feel confident that I can take care of myself and that I, I am, I'm able to trust myself. So anyways, I hope this episode helped you a little bit. I would love to hear from you on Instagram. So please keep the DMs coming. My Instagram for the podcast is at healthy but human pod. Also, don't forget to tag me in your Instagram stories. I freaking love seeing you guys listening to the podcast and loving it. I will be sure to repost you and all the things. Also, last thing, you guys, I just opened the doors for my 14-day Pilates strength arm challenge. It is going to be so spicy in the best way. 14 days, guys. It such a low commitment, and you can sign up at sweatystudio.com. I'll also link below in the show notes how you can sign up. Have the best day, my queen. I'll see you next week. Stay sweaty, stay healthy but human, and keep shining, my queen. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.